Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Thinking on Charge podcast. We are on episode, we'll call it 3.5 today, our (laughs) third episode. Unfortunately, had some technical difficulties, but uh, I am Jonathan with Salt Boys. And I'm Ryan with Team Lethal. And unfortunately, Marco could not make it in today, but uh, it is the holidays. It's getting towards the end of the year. Wonderful 2020. So we are hoping for a good finish to the year. Uh, We have a few events that have happened between, I guess, now and the last, last uh, podcast episode, episode two. Uh, So we'll kind of go over a brief rundown of the five or six events that we had. Uh, We'll go with the most recent one, which was the PPG Kitchen Table Games event that was held in Florida. Uh, Looks like we had three Dark Broly's, I believe Top 2, which was the finals, was also both Dark Broly. Uh, Clash Coup, which is interesting to see. I think uh, this had a little bit of resurgence as of late. And then the usual suspects here with Majin, Vegeta, Green, Gotenks, and Vegex. And then one surprise turnout with the Broly Surge deck. That was one that I was surprised to see. Yeah. I mean, Surge Broly really getting that boost with that uh, Piccolo Jr., and the amazing arrival uh, Kid Ku uh, card, uh, activate battle, uh, kill one of your opponent's combo cards, and then uh, give one of your uh, battle cards a unison card, plus 5k. Draftbox really has changed things, uh, especially for the, for the multicolor, in a set where everything, the last two sets actually, has been monocolored. So it's, it's cool to see the Broly Surge, which is 100% multicolor, still have some relevance. Um, so that was last weekend. I believe we had some other events that were the past couple weeks as well. Uh, PPG Gamers Top Cut had uh, three Vegex, Green Go Tanks, a Clash Coup again. So uh, it looks like Clash Coup might be more relevant than we th- when the- I think I should say. Uh, one Invoker, which we haven't seen in a, in a while. Uh, Red Bulma and uh, Red Broly. So a couple surprise picks here. I don't know that I'm surprised to see Bulma anymore. Well, maybe it's because I... And teammates with Ernest, who's kind of main Bulma for however many sets she's been out. But uh, what do you think on Bulma? Is she meta? I mean, you definitely see. Woo. It definitely is getting colder outside. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're definitely seeing a lot of uh, Bulma players rise up just because of the fact that um, the Gogeta chain alone is really good on its own. With the effect of not only uh, making your opponent's board by 15 but also um, having the ability to uh, go into the 6-drop. You have a 35k blocker that's also um, on swing at the uh, original 6-drop baby effect, mm-hmm. but it hits your use, your opponent's use of cards and battle cards as well. As your leader card. Mm-hmm. So it's better than the OG baby RFP. Uh, and then, of course, if you get the secret route out, you're now on level playing fields because yeah. Bulma is originally a 5 and 10k on both sides of the leader card. And if you're negging the entire board, not including unisons, uh, battle cards and leader cards by 5k, and basically. Combo power. And combo power, which is probably the most broken part of all. I just want to point out that card, uh, what was it? Shoutouts to uh, Team Rays. Uh, I've played them multiple times for the belt. Um, Every time I play against them, I always see the secret. And that's not a joke. They'll all tell you about it if you ask any single one of them. Uh, what is it? I had f- uh, four matches against uh, TZ. I saw it three times. I had um, three matches against Brandon. I saw it all three times. 
you can't ask for much more consistency with that. And you don't run Red Bull. You run Red Broly. So, yeah. uh, I mean, there is some good filtration with the Red Broly deck. And Bulma has a lot of draw power. Yeah, it's got it's got massive draw power. And uh, going back to the fusions, the best thing about the fusions as well is that you can use the uh, Vegeta to help you fuse out. And the uh, Vegeta can also uh, help you self-awaken. I mean, you don't really need help self-awakening from time to time. But most people just kind of want to OTK Bulma, so you're not getting the, you know, draw power, you know. You're not getting that explosive turn where Bulma draws a card, awakens, restands two, then draws two more cards. So now you've got three, now you're getting three cards and two awakened energy in total. Yeah, I mean, Red Bulma is a very good value engine, uh, is the way I see it. Uh, let's talk about Invoker real quick. Now, Invoker's completely fallen off. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have Evan U7 in our... Locals, of course, so he's always going to be repping Invoker, and actually Lovey seems to be manning Invoker as well, but you don't see him as much anymore. Is he out? Is he in? Is he kind of a rogue strategy now? Uh, Invoker's just moved on to rogue. I mean, much as people really, I mean, much as people really uh, hype it up to be Invoker, will Invoker's going to stay at top tier rogue, so that doesn't mean it's out of the meta. Uh, usually whenever you have a deck that's in top tier rogue, you're always going to see it um, pop up every now and then on a top eight. Or maybe even topping an event because people will forget what one card does or something like that. Or maybe they they're expecting like an older build, but you're running a completely new build. Like you know, people will be like, "Oh, I'm holding out because he's got the um, royal condemnations." When you don't run like barely any royal condemnations, you maybe run like one and like one uh, final heat phalanx, and then you're just running more uh, emperor's death beams and other stuff like that. You're going more on one side than you are on another. So. Invoker's not out of out of the game. It's just moving on to Rogue, but it's in the it's in a good spot in Rogue where it'll be there for a very long time, and you'll see it pop up here and there around. And so, I would definitely just you know don't sit there and don't think you won't see it because you'll see it from time to time. Always be just be ready for it. That's fair. Uh, and on top of that, I do believe PPG Gamers had Vegix ended up winning the event, uh, if I'm not mistaken. The best thing. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it is the most consistent. It's been hit three times and still topping, so something's got to give. Uh, Clash Coup. I don't know that we have a deck list for this, and I'm sure that they're all I think we, similar. I think we looked at it a little bit, but um, I mean, shout-outs to whoever um, made their deck list. I cannot reach your hand already, my guy. <laughs> I believe that was Butters. Uh, and I'll see if I can pull up the Joey Palladino video for it because he has all the deck lists on there. But uh, what's, what do you think is... Why is Clash Coup coming to relevance right now? Uh, the, the, from what I saw from that list with Joey's channel, shout out to uh, Joey's channel, by the way. Uh, Crossroads really, TCG. Yeah, really really good uh, really good for putting those deck lists up to help, to help out a lot of people. Um, the version he was running, I noticed it was a lot of um, hand destruction. And it was uh, using the Frieza chain as well, the the new uh, parasitic uh, Dark Ball Frieza chain, and then you're getting into uh, the fact that your leader also is uh, 20k double strike coming in for game from time to time, as well. And you just got green. Green is probably right now. It went from one of the worst colors to one of the best colors in the game. You've got Dorm Potential, Frieza Charismatic Villain, Demigra, uh, Cell Combat Mehana. Uh, you've got some of the most outstanding cards in the game. To exist, you know. I heard back in the day when, when uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Vegeta the Cruel was the best green card in the game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that old, uh, Vegeta the Cruel was one of the best uh, 
counterplays in the game. But now you've got all these cards that Vegeta the Cool can't even hold a candle to anymore. And that's very good for green because it went from being one of the most underrepresented colors to one of the best represented colors in the game now. But it's, did, it's not to the point where it's overpowered, though. No, it's, I think the game is very fair and balanced right now, minus maybe one deck here. But Shout out to the Facebook community. They're not going to let us let that sentence down. <laughs> um, I will say that I do have the deck list pulled up. It's, uh, it's kind of hard to read. I do have it on my phone, so it's a smaller screen. But it looks like just green good stuff with very much hand destruction. Uh, so... I mean, maybe the Clash Coup engine, just because it's one of those what bursts to pitch one, draw two. So you're filling your drop, you're gaining oh, hand. And then the Ribriance, too. Yeah, Ribriance that you can just pitch for. Um, you know, pretty good engine. I think just in general, the value. And then being able to do the final showdown Goku, if they KO your Curlin, is just like, hey, I'm going to pop whatever card you play, because it ignores barrier. Yeah. Uh, so unless it's an indestructible, which there's only... The Zamasu, which right. again, you're only running in green. Mm-hmm. Which he runs in his deck. I saw. Uh, it's just it's a good engine if you can get it going. Uh, but let's let's move on. So we do have an EU top cut event that uh, had a top four list. I'm sure they didn't top cut to top four, but uh, this is what we have. We had two reboot Gohans. Not surprising, I guess. Uh, Blue Baby and Vegix. Now, Blue Baby is a deck that I think everybody thought was going to be like the tits top tier. Oh, I don't know. It was this one, and it was SS4 Vegeta. Yes. Those, there was just a... The nose list came out. People were crying, kicking, screaming, and hollering. Ban Obuni, ban Dimension Magic, ban Sensu Bean, you know, ban all the good cards. And, you know... And, and here we are. You're, you're barely seeing Baby Top. You're definitely not going to see SS4 Vegeta Top. No, Because of the too... fact it's too clunky. And it relies on you making contact with your opponent. I'll gladly do some out comboing here and there, just so I can slow you down. Right. I mean, if you if you haven't to have an opponent who can't negate your leader swing, yeah, you're gonna have a good time. Otherwise, it doesn't look too good. Uh, if blue had an easier way to counter counter, I think uh, it would be much more represented. But because you have to wait until you could set up your unison plus the ape in hand. Yeah. You're far too gone for what you're trying to do early game. Which helps out Baby, but it doesn't help out Vegeta. Vegeta needs that... Aggro. Yeah, Vegeta needs to push out that aggro and where it can't, but Baby can Baby can push out to the long game, which is where it wants to go. And that's why you'll see Baby come up from time to time, because a lot of the decks that are in the meta right now, like you've got Majin Vegeta, uh, Vegex, Swap Broly, uh, Gohan... These decks don't want to go out into the late game. They really don't. They want to they wanna kill you by turn 3 at the... At the Earliest at the earliest turn two, latest turn three, turn four. Yeah. If you take them out to turn five, turn six, they're pretty much teetering out of existence. Correct. I mean, you can only go so far, uh, so so aggressive. Uh, I will say the UK, and maybe I should say the EU, which the UK will be out of the EU in the next couple months, I think. Didn't Brexit already happen? Uh, um, I have. You let us, let us know. Yeah, I will have to find out from uh, a source. But uh, shout-outs to Michael Silk, who's the Blue Baby player. He's pretty well known for playing Baby in general, so he was one of the first uh, Red Baby pilots. Um, very very cool guy, very good guy, very competitive. Uh, but he's staying true to his Baby form and making second place here. But the UK and the EU just in general has a completely different meta than the US. Uh, now, granted, Vegex and Rupert Gohan have both seen... You know success in the U.S., but 
when's the last time you saw a blue baby actually do anything here? I can't think of anything recent. So Brandon playing his match against uh, Jason. That's about it, really. I mean, that's that's local. I mean, I like, mean that's I about as much as you're going to get out of us from here. Right. So it's like uh, across the, the nation, I'm not seeing a lot of Blue Baby, but uh, it's very powerful if you can run it correctly. And I think everybody's trying to fit one play style. And uh, maybe it's just because of how the EU runs their meta. It's completely different. But uh, interesting to see nonetheless. Uh, now, Texas DFW had a 1K event. Now, I think originally this was supposed to be a PPG event, and yeah. something happened where they had to back out, but... We, we talked about this on our Lost Cut episode. Right. <laughs> we uh, went over to the, the 3.0, not the 3.5. This is the 3.5, but in the 3.0 podcast, we went over this, but we'll go over it again. Uh, we had Reboot Gohan Skillless. I believe he ran Skillless support in the Reboot Gohan engine. Yeah, that new Skillless support with... Um uh, with the uh, the Great Salmon two, and the um, the uh, the Kid Ku uh, Nimbus Master, uh, those cards really help out the skill ascension a lot, and it makes sense for Gohan in general because of the fact that you're now you're getting big twenty Ks on board. Mm-hmm. So you're just completely aggro still while maintaining a board presence and just maintaining value. Uh, Clash Coup. I believe this was the first event we saw Clash Coup come up, mm-hmm. and it's you've seen it in the last what three. After that, so uh, uh, good enough to be consistent. Uh, two Vegex, which is you know the usual suspects. Sinshinron, I'm never surprised to see him, but I'm also not surprised to not see him. Yeah. Uh, I guess it depends on the pilot and the matchups. It just depends on also uh, your match your matchups as you climb the uh, the ladder. Like if you see like if you see basically your your um, like anything that that, uh, that can outright beat you, you're pretty much just not going to climb that ladder anymore. You want to see all the matchups where you really shine against. That's fair. Uh, Majin, Vegeta, which, same thing. I'm not surprised either way. But then Soul Striker, AOD. It, this was a while ago, maybe about a month or so ago, but this really caught my my attention, caught me off guard. Um, Shout appar- out to Bobby. Yeah, apparently you can run this in Soul Striker, and it's going to be very, very strong because you throw out the Bobbity, which makes everything... Uh, basically cost non-specified color and then you just run mono blue uh, so you can send your bean and everything but I want everyone to stop running all those AOD variants and not regular AOD variants <laughs> I always lose to AOD regular regular AOD matchups because of the fact that I keep forgetting that I can free play an AOD card so I'll be like I've got enough mana so like you know so they'll probably like tap two play the turtle so like you know they'll hold out for like or they'll play the garlic junior get the Get the slug, go for like a couple swings here and there. And like, now nah, I'll free put my Broly and just pop your blocker. And I'm like, I forgot you could do that. <laughs> it happens. Uh, AOD is still, in my opinion, one of the stronger, I guess, chains you can run. But because it came out in the anniversary box and that flooded the market, oh, yeah. everybody's like, ah, I have it. I don't want to run it. They want to run something else. But it's still very strong. Mm-hmm. And it's cheap because it's so readily available. I think that could be something we'll see more play later as people get tired of whatever the meta is now. Hey, shout out to that artwork, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was a, an interesting event, uh, 1K. Hopefully we can get some more events like this, uh, IRL, as Joey likes to put it in real life events. That would be cool, because right now, um, I know we've been doing a lot of webcam stuff. Uh, and the final event that we have, which was probably the oldest event, is the PPG Ranchero Top Cut event. Uh, it's about a month ago. Uh, two Vegex. Green Go Tanks, uh, Red Broly, and then a not so common seeing is Blue Vegito, which um, he's still good. I just... it's, it's a good blue deck. It's, 
Um, Blue dot good. Yeah, I assume a lot of people. Uh, it's between like Vegeta and Trunks, because you know Trunks was, uh, Trunks lets you play the uh, the Vegetas that eat your hand, and then with um, uh, when you have with with Blue Vegeta, you just have all your uses that can basically go for game, like Crit Nimba and stuff like that. Right. Even if you don't want to go for game, you still have Crit Nimba. True. I mean, they get triple strike, so you're swinging triple, triple crit, like twenty five k triple crit or something. Uh, and then these two soul strikers, which I've noticed, soul striker was really hot for a period of time, and then it just kind of fell out. Like soul striker went away. Uh, AOD, which we had saw in the Texas DFW one k event, and then soul striker apes. I mean, you can kind of run it. I mean, it's I I want to know if he's running. Uh, uh, reboot Soul Striker or who's running OG Soul Striker? I'd have to find the deck list on that. I will probably bring this up in the next podcast. Yeah. Hopefully, a, a, a port. If he's running OG, <laughs> if he's running OG Soul Striker, he could run all the uh, the blue, all the uh, the yellow ape cards, and a lot of the ape cards uh, refresh themselves. True. The only issue I see with Soul Striker OG, which I have firsthand experience trying to make that work, the lack of draw power on the front. If I anybody know. ever stalls you out, you just dead in the water you're hoping for self-awakening cards uh, if they don't pop them if you're running green or whatever if they don't push it back to your hand but I mean Soul Striker reboot it's just you can either untap or draw and I mean early game you don't need that reuse stance you just draw but then you're stuck to mono color but you know Bandai has decided that mono's going to be the strong suit right now so it's a win-win so I, I don't know why we didn't see any Soul Striker reboots in the previous four events but uh, I guess people are just figuring out how to play it, play against it, uh, which, you know, is common. Uh, people like the Green Go Tanks, right? It, it, yeah. it was strong, disappeared, now it's back. So uh, you're going to see a lot of yo-yoing as people figure out how to play things. And so people counter how they were playing the original deck and make a new variant, which is even better. And then we get a new set. Like I said, you'll always see Green Go Tanks really shine. Uh, I think me and Marker talked about it a little bit. Is whenever you see uh, people trying to figure out decks, because... Decks like that, they really they really abuse people who are still trying to figure out what they're trying to do with their deck. True. Very true. Alright, well now we get on to the good stuff here. So, yes. so well, what's been happening for these past two weeks? Uh, we've been finally getting our set, uh, our, uh, what is it called? Miraculous Revival? No, we are on... Uh, vicious Rejuvenation. Yeah. Why did I say Miraculous Revival? That was like two sets that ago. That was like two sets ago. <laughs> I am bad. <laughs> Yeah, but we're getting a uh, vicious revival. Um, so we have been getting some announcement colors, like blue, green. Yeah, I think they've revealed for almost all colors, maybe just not all the cards. But we're, we're still waiting on the final the final releases for red and black because they did that little showcase ago where they showed you like you know, hey, here's what you can expect, you know, and then. Um, for like all the colors and then they did like the, the full on reveals for like you know yellow green and blue so now we're just waiting for uh, red and black to get their fun reveals and those are going to be uh, was it launch Demon King Piccolo uh, Shroom and Salsa and uh, Zeno Goku Vegeta fusion into Zeno Gogeta yeah. I think is the backside. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll say this it looks like this set is a homage to the community because a lot of things that they've I guess release are things that the community has been asking for probably since day one. Yeah, you got the PyCon leader. You've got uh, Weiss. The best leader, Charles. <laughs> uh, shout outs to, uh, what was it? Was it episode three? Yeah, episode three. Um, 
I called it before we lost the we lost the podcast episode, and I wish we had it. I was talking to these two about it, and I was just like, "Listen, Set Twelve's gonna have a turnless leader. He's gonna be green, and he's gonna have an ability where he gives your opponent the uh, the Tree of Might. But I was like, it's gonna be the field spell, and then like um, it'll give you um, it'll give you like a Tree of Might um, fruit tokens that you can use as combo power." And I was that that's what I thought it was gonna be. I was close but not close on the mark. Yeah, I mean you probably had more uh, insight than the rest of us because we were like, oh whatever. Crazy. I, I didn't, at first when I said it, I didn't realize how much of a rolling nightmare it would kind of be if that card had said the word field on it. Because like you got Frieza in the same set where he puts the uh, the Frieza healing pot on the uh, the field spell on there. And then mm-hmm. if you've got the turtle who's goes on <laughs> I'm glad they decided to not make that a field spell. Shout out to all the people that want that erotic. Uh Tell me the ruling first, and then we can erotic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can only have one field at a time, so you just whoever gets their second stays. But uh, uh, I mean, I will never bring my leader out until I see you put your leader in the field spell on. <laughs> I will gladly solve the game out for that. That's fair. Uh, I mean, we don't have to worry about that issue. But I mean, the fact that Bandai cares about their community and listens to them. Right now, it's good. I'm maybe concerned that it might be bad later on, depending on how crazy the community I mean, can get. It's it's good every once in a while for the uh, for a company to get involved with their community. You don't have to be involved with their community every step of the way, but if you're involved with their community through a good chunk of your uh, through time to time, you know, understanding and listening to the community, not like putting out those fake messages like we've listened to the community and they just don't like Hearthstones that are like. Like, well, DBS a little bit. Hearthstone's a really bad place because they don't listen to their community. But, you know, DBS listens to their community from time to time. And we get stuff like this that we're coming out of here. We've got a brand new Gogeta, finally, right. who's still replaced Gogeta 7. Uh, we've, got, um, we've got a lot of the uh, the skills cards getting more and more support now. Uh, Sanchenron's getting its support again. Uh, we've finally gotten uh, our first ever PyCon leader and Terrorless leader, uh, uh, two big fan favorites. He has a butthead. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Raisin Brothers. I love the Raisin Brothers. People get angry at me when I call them the Raisin Brothers because one of them is named Raisin, the other one's named something I can't say. But I call them the Raisin Brothers because they look like raisins. Yeah, butthead one, butthead two. Butthead. My favorite one is someone calls them Balzac. <laughs> that one's really funny to me. It, does, it looks like a shaved one. That's yeah. fair. And then um, you've got, um, uh, you've got uh, Launch, which a lot of people really wanted Launch to be a flip leader. And Launch came out as the first ever leader to be able to flip back and forth constantly without having, you know, an effect do it for you. So it's pretty cool that, uh, I mean, because obviously the community has been very um, adamant about what they would want to have done on a certain like, archetype. I'm still waiting for Farmer Shotgun. Uh, I don't know that I'm ever going to get Farmer Shotgun. We're going to get Farmer with a Shotgun, Farmer Farmer Brothers, and we're going to get, uh, what was my third one that I said for... Um, uh, April Fools. We're gonna get a, 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 a it, it'll probably be a Raleigh, and on the back side it's a Raleigh poking the poop. That's, no, no, no. Um, we're gonna get another. We're gonna get Hercule uh, or uh, Hercule, Hercule the, the the Super Saiyan reboot. There you go. April Fools. That's, That's gonna be April Fools leader. We're gonna get uh, Farm with a Shotgun, Par Par Brothers, and uh, reboot Hercule Saiyan. I think it'll be cool. Uh, I think it'd be really, really cool if they gave us a reboot Vegito leader that we've mentioned every episode. Every episode, shout out to every, including include the Lost Three I think we, I think it's literally in the only footage that survived. <laughs> and we still bring it up. It'll never die. It'll never die. So, but um, 
Shout, speaking of reboots, though, uh, we'll get a little bit off track, and then we're going to go over some of the cards. But shout out to Mecha Frieza. Uh, one of the cards that did that a lot of people did speculate was going to get a reboot, and even I said uh, it'll probably get a reboot. Uh, so whether it's either going to be um, it's going to be something um, not as broken as this, but um, I actually like the way they reboot this card. So I'll read the front side to you because you know everybody knows the errata, but on the front side, you can only activate extra cards from your hand once per turn. You can only activate a mono yellow extra card from your hand. Uh, or when activating a mono yellow extra card from your hand, you may add one card from your life to your hand. If you do, reduce the energy cost of that card by one yellow. Um, by the way, everybody who's having like this you know, meltdown and stuff like that, oh, Bandai screwed us, they made this Frieza leader uh, useless. Uh, did you not think that Bandai was going to maybe put in a rod out mm. really quickly or put in a, uh, an FAQ ruling out real quick? You know how people are. Yeah, quick, quick to jump the gun. So, I, I do like the fact that they're, again, making this mono-color theme idea, right? Because... Um, it also doesn't... Uh, it also doesn't break Frieza. Right. Exactly. It makes it playable. It makes it not broken, uh, but still very good. Because now you can't free play Senzu Bean over and over and over and over and over. You can't free play Objection or anything that we used to be able to do when cards were still legal. But <laughs> one, of, one of those cards is banned. <laughs> yes, one of those cards is banned. If I see you, if I see you play Objection, I will, <laughs> I will object you and call the judge. Not in my house. <laughs> but uh, it's cool because they did make a ruling that the specified yellow is going to reduce specified costs, yeah. uh, which would mean you'd still have to if you didn't have the errata, you'd still have to pay a colorless energy yeah. to play something. It's, it's like the same thing with a um, hit, right? Uh, where it reduces, where it can basically reduce itself to zero, but you'd still have to pay the four colorless, right? Because it's specified at least four. Yeah. Uh, but because of Bandai making the ruling now, you can free play like a Crusher Ball or a Giant Ball, right? Vegeta Final Flash, right? Which would be really nice. Uh, I mean, this is early game stuff because on the back side, you, you get the same cost. But, like, what are some early game uh, extra cards? You could free play Planet Vegeta, right? Okay. Uh, which would be really cool, especially if you're trying to run Frieza Mecha Apes, right? Yeah. Which would be really nice because you can't you can't run the full ape engine because, you know, you can't reduce your um, your March of the Great Ants from 4 to 3, or no, 4 to 2, like you could. But you can still get out your, you can still get out all your searching power for free. Right. basically and then when you flip to the back side that's where you get to the real fun because on the back side it says when activating a monoyel extra card with an energy cost of two or less from your hand you may add one card from your life to your hand if you do you may activate the card that thing with energy cost that is really good to say the very least because uh what is it <laughs> universe uh nine assemble yes the card that well i got it uh before yellow gotes came out and then it skyrocketed to like about 30 um, I've, I've pulled on to the other side because they're my, some of my favorite cards. And I, I just like cards that say draw cards. And now, you, now, they're, now they're seeing a research in price because you can draw two cards for free. You're, you're actually activating pot of, like an actual pot of greed effect for once in the game for free. You're right. activating the effect, netting a card from your life, and then you're netting two cards from your deck. Right. And uh, you can play a Universe 9 card in your deck with an energy cost of two or less. Oh, shout out to Chappelle. You're going to see Chappelle come back to you? Yes. That combo is actually really good, though. Uh, so, there's I have brought up the list of all yellow extra cards with a cost of two, so I can read out what, what, what seems playable. Now, mono yellow, 
makes it to where half the cards are not playable. But uh, <laughs> uh, like you wouldn't want to play Revival of the Emperor, right? You don't have a, a Shenron leader card, so that's kind of done. But Whistled Melody, this is from Draftbox. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an Activate Main. I guess you wouldn't use this because this is a counterplay card, but uh, never mind. Well, you, can, you can still activate it with this effect. Yeah, oh, because it doesn't have to be on your turn. It doesn't have to be on your turn, no. Yeah, yeah, that's the best thing about this. Is They, they fixed it. So it doesn't reduce it on... Uh, that's what I like about that. This re reboot, it's it's completely different from the errata. Where you, can't, where you can activate cards on your opponent's turn and on your turn. It's really good like that. And so it's you, not once per turn. And it's not once per turn. And we've also got all those new cards from Dravia because you brought up Awakening Melody and you've got uh, uh, Super Namekian Might, Tyrannical Blow, some of, like, some of the most amazing cards to come out of Draftbox. Those cards were, themselves right there are powerful alone on their own. So you're going to have a lot of counterplay cards uh, that are going to be able to play on defense, mm -hmm. uh, which will be cool, especially if you're getting swung out with like double strike, triple strike, critical. You can say, no, I'm going to actually just take a life to my hand and activate this. Uh, big one that I've seen that hasn't gotten a lot of play before, Kefla's Fury. I like that card. Uh, counterplay, if your leader card is yellow, draw two cards. So, hey, somebody's going to drop a card on you. No. Those cards are really good because like, let's say you uh, turn four, right? Mm -hmm. You've got uh, four life left. Uh, you know, maybe like two or three cards in your hand, like two cards left in your hand, right? Uh, they play Celzino, swing for game, combo out, and you've got no energy open, but you've got a final flash. Take a life, final flash them. Exactly. So Frieza, that's what I like about this Frieza now, is that Frieza's actually way more viable as a leader, and I think you're going to see uh, see him come back a lot. So... Especially with Mono Yellow. I've always said Mono Yellow is very good battle, uh, battle phase trick-wise. I think so. Uh, something else besides Final Flash, mm -hmm. which I'm reading right now, Triangle Danger Beam. Uh, this is actually going to be from Draftbox 5? 5, 5, 4, 1 of those. 5. Uh, DB2. So that would be 5. It says, Activate Battle. Choose one of your opponent's battle cards and negate its skills for the turn. Activate Battle. So they've already swung in. I mean, it's good. It's good, but it's like... If they combo out for Quad Strike, you're like, okay. I'll take one. You can do that, but it's the same thing with Final Flash, though. Exactly, but if it, you can only run for Final Flash. I would run. I would maybe run a mix, but the reason why I like Final Flash is Final Flash becomes barrier. It does. Uh, so it doesn't have the barrier, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so I would maybe run like a four-two. If you're if, I'd yeah I'd run because uh, you don't want to you don't want to max even even with Final Flash you don't want to max it out uh, going in. But on your side, I'd probably side of the one and then side in some of those in case you're running against some really heavy. Uh, heavy swingers, and you know cells going to come out, so try to close the game out early. Uh, now, a card that caught my attention, and this would be more offensive than defensive, especially if uh, you're playing against like a Bulma player. Mm -hmm. Darkness Ivy. Oh, that card. This is like set to tech. Activate main. Choose all of your opponent's battle cards and switch them to rest mode. I ran that in my original Mecha Frieza build uh, before uh, set three came out and stuff like that, and then you had uh, apes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, my favorite, my favorite cards to run in original Mecha Freeze: the Darkness Ivy, um, and uh, Raccoon's Eraser Gun. Oh god, Raccoon's Eraser Gun! Dude, that was such a meme. People beat me so hard for playing that card. I've only had one person play that against me, and they were running Apes, and I was like, "Why did he pass turn with like four open energy?" <laughs> I, you, you never saw in the original Hatchet Secret. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but you don't see it coming because you're just like, oh, okay. Well. Nobody sees the four mana for Kuma Racer Gun. I mean, granted, it's not playable now because they'll just counter counter your shit. But... I know, no joke. You should have Kuma Racer Gun. Let me drop my eight, baby. Oh, God. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, but the, 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 the freeze was really good. But uh, for set 12, for some of the releases that I think we should really go over, um, it did. Oh, it also did get a, uh, a unison. Uh, it's got Rejuvenate, which means that you can uh, heal. This set's actually bringing a, a heal mechanic, which is really good. Um, the cooler also says if your leader card is a yellow freezer card, when you activate a yellow extra card with an original energy cost of one or more from your hand, add a marker to this card. Uh, it's got a plus zero effect. Place one mono yellow extra card with an energy cost of one or more from your drop area under this card. Draw one card, which helps it out with the Rejuvenate effect because um, you have to place uh, a card underneath or from under the unison uh, into your life. So let me ask you the question. Technically, when you play a meta cooler or any unison and then you want to place another unison underneath it, mm -hmm. is that card counted as a card underneath? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't go to your drop. It goes underneath it. So I was going to say the only way you could rejuvenate is if you played this turn two and then you had to activate main five times. But if you're using this, um, I guess, underneath, whatever you want to call that, right, to add uh, counters to your unison, that would be another way to do the rejuvenate, which I don't know if anybody else thought of that. I'm sure plenty of people are like, yeah, Jonathan, you're stupid. Everybody thought of that. But, but uh, uh, aha but moment for me. I know. I think I think every single color is getting a, a new rotation of super combos. Or it's if you're uh, if you combo with this card and your unison has uh, the keyword skill rejuvenate, um, I believe you can put the super combo or a card from your drop underneath the uh, card of the rejuvenate. That's actually really cool. Uh, so let's talk about this new mechanic of rejuvenate. Uh, I think every set they come out with something like this, right? A keyword skill, uh, like arrival was something that was new. Barrier. Barrier. Uh, offering <laughs> was one of my favorite ones. Offering was. Uh, out of all the keyword skills, I think that I like that most. Uh, I think Arrival, just because of the fact that uh, eh, Arrival is really good. Do you think Rejuvenate is going to be one that they continue to use, or is this like a one and done? Oh, this is a one and done. <laughs> I, I have a hard time seeing this come back, uh, mainly because this is a unison specific. Um, uh, uh, unison specific, what's it called? Uh, keyword skill. Well, I mean, we're seeing arrival come back, or arrival and offering come back from time to time, but um, I really have like rejuvenation is gonna it's gonna be a while before we see it. Like we're just starting to see revenge come back. It's true. With uh, the nine job Shenron, so shout out to whoever did that. I hope. Um, well, there was that black card from um, set eight where it was uh, like final blow. It was a black card. It says. Oh yeah. Plus fifteen k to a battle card and it gains revenge. Uh, Kings. Surprise! King Vegeta's surprise attack was like the old oh, school, yeah. and then they they errated it. They said, "Hey, it doesn't gain revenge that combo, but the battle after." And it's like, okay, so it's useless, just, right? Useless. You're useless. I mean, the only way you I would play it would be if you were running like a Bulma deck. But why would you run red green in a either mono red or red yellow deck? Uh, but you know, I think. I can agree with you that Rejuvenate probably won't be like a rival where it's going to be used over and over and over. But I think of like, uh, what's the field card from like old set one 
Bibbity, who was like a... Oh, the Monster Juice Sealed Ball? Yeah, the Sealed Ball, where you had to put like 10 cards underneath it, and then you could pull out a 10-drop boo that was like 20k double strike. Super set one for you, but... They were like a Spirit Forge Goku, which was a one-drop barrier 5k, and it said this card gains plus 5,000, and if you have five or more battle cards underneath it, or five or more cards underneath this card, it gains triple strike. Um... I could see something like that happen for Rejuvenate, where they're like, this card has barrier, or it has indestructible, something. Uh, and if you have seven cards underneath it, Rejuvenate effect. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they're starting to put more and more keywords on. Yeah, Unison's are not too afraid. Especially when you see stuff like Dark Broly uh, have Double Strike just printed on it and stuff like that. Right. Um, it's really nice just to start seeing these Unison's uh, branch out into being... Uh, you know, kind of like they, they affect they affect the field more now than ever before, especially because I really can't think of any uh, unisons that had keyword skills printed on the card before. Not like with a minus effect or a plus effect. Just like, activate. Yeah, just activate. Especially, it's, it's just good to see that. But um, so if we notice, this one only has one activate main, whereas most unisons will have two, maybe three, uh, and then. They'll have one auto or something. Uh, but this one only has one, but it has two effects, right? It has an auto once per turn, and then it has a rejuvenate once per turn, uh, which is cool. Cool to see. Technically, the unison is not in the battle area, so cards that would work for, like, Majin Buu Sealed Ball can't place cards underneath it, so you can't technically cheat cards underneath this metacooler just yet, besides the super combo. That you mentioned. Uh, I mean, it puts it. It puts it. Um, well, yeah, once per turn. But there's not like a battle card you could play that says, "Place three cards from top of your deck," or "Place two cards from your drop." I mean, relatively speaking, for stuff like this, there's not a real moment where you need to put more than one or two at the moment because you're only getting the one life. You're not. You're not gonna remove every card under it and then put it in your life. That'd be busted. Sure. I mean. I think we'll see something where there's going to be more ramp to rejuvenate, but this is definitely cool to see. Yeah. Uh, and then we've seen unison spot removal being being added into the to the mix. We can say, hey, you're you remove a unison card from the battle area because I don't know if you can KO unison or not, but we can actually go to that now with. Uh, <coughs> I don't remember the wording they used for it. I, I think it was start green off with a green with a Lord Slug. Uh, with a Lord Slug releases and stuff like that. Uh, Lord Slug making his uh, return after um, uh, making his return from uh, what was it? Set, or, uh, Destroyer Kings or no? Uh, Giant Force, not Giant, Giant Force. Um, he was in Draft Box. No, no, no. What was the? Uh, when did he first come out though? Colossal Warfare. Colossal Warfare. I can't remember the name of the set. Yes, Colossal but, um, Warfare with all the giant leaders. Yeah, we've got Lord Slug. When this card attacks, you and your opponent draw one card. If you have three or more modern green energy, when your uh, when you have three or more modern, when you activate a rejuvenate skill, draw two cards, and then flip this card over. And it's kind of waking for four. Um, draw one card, then switch up to two of your energy, active mode, flip over. And then on this awakened side, it's got a permanent. If your opponent has seven or fewer cards in their hand, this card gets negative 5k power during battles on your opponent's turn, which is key because this Lord Slug has 2k power on his awakened side. 20k. Yeah. And then uh, when this card attacks... You and your opponent draw one card. If your opponent has ten or more cards in their hand, play up to one mono green slugs army card with an energy cost of two or less from the drop area and play it. 
so wings yeah comes to mind and uh free play blockers and angela you can play the um that new lords that new one drop lord slug that came out oh no is he mono green or is he yellow that that new slug uh i think there's both uh i think he might be yellow so notice it doesn't say original cost yeah so if you have a wings out Wings reduces from the hand, though, doesn't it? I think, he does. I think he does from the hand. So never mind. I'm stupid. But but um, this new Lord Slug that we have right here, uh, with his um, with a lot of his cards that came out, were actually pretty good. He himself has his own uh, parasitic chain. He does. As well. He's got the... Um, Here's this six drop. And then we've got the, the three drop right there. I, what, what, what is the, the, what the three drop? Yeah, we have the three drop uh, deflect onto if your leader slug if your leader card is a slug's armor card when your opponent uses a card in combo you may place that card as armor strawberry. If you do, you and your opponent draw one card to negate the skill. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's this card right here that you stick the, uh, the six star energy ball under. So the six star ball choose one of your oh, okay activate man. If your opponent has three or more energy and you choose one of your mono green lord slug cards with an energy cost of three or four. Uh, which four is from the like OG support. Yeah. Uh, place this card under it. Choose up to one green Lord Slug Zeno card with an energy cost of four in your deck or hand. Play it on top of the chosen card in active mode, then shuffle your deck. So swing, activate six star, replay, four drop on top. Yeah. And then you get stuff like this, well, the Lord Slug Dark Parasite. Um, if your opponent has three more energy when this card is played, your opponent may choose one of their unison cards and places it in the draw orange drop area. If they did it, you and your opponent draw one card choose all of your opponent's battle cards and KO them. So this is the first time that we're starting to see Unison's cards being outright just like... Specifically just, placed. Yeah, KO'd or removed from the field. We are, or not KO'd, because it doesn't say KO, but we're seeing them being removed from the field instead of having their markers. Correct. So Sword Slug and uh, another card we'll get into later in the, into the, uh, the podcast um, are starting to... We're starting to see this Unison removal now. So... And then we've got the six drop Lord Slug that evolves on top of him. Uh, Lord Slug, he out of control. Uh, triple Strike, uh, EX Evolve for two onto uh, Lord Slug Xeno with an energy cost of four. Uh, when this card is in rest mode, your opponents can't attack leader cards or unison cards, which is actually good because now this Lord Slug is a 25k uh, deadly defender. Uh, when this card is removed from your opponent's, uh, or from your battle area by the opponent's skill, Put up to one green Lord Slug card with an energy cost of three from your drop area, and then add up to one Dark Dragon Ball from your drop area to your hand. So you can put the uh, the Lord Slug with the Bond uh, two back onto the field that uh, kills counter cards, and you can put the six drop uh, ball back in your hand. So same with the uh, freeze the chain and stuff like that. You're basically refunding your chain right to your hand. Correct. That's pretty sick. Yeah, the Lord Slug deck looks good. The, what really just turns me off of the deck is the uh, the effect that your opponent gets to draw a lot. I know it's supposed to be... Um, uh, go ahead and finish, but this is the card I wanted to bring up for, for that point. Yeah, I know I know a lot of people, um, you get a lot of benefits out of it too, but I'm just never a big fan of giving your opponent advantage as well. But uh, you uh, go ahead and introduce us to uh, um, the boy. So... Brian's point is valid. However, Bandai saw this as an issue as well, and they printed a card called Metamacha, Invader of Earth, and I'm hoping this is the right card. Uh, it's a two-cost green, two-specified green. Uh, activate main for one green. If your leader card is Slug 
Orcs Army card, all of your energy is mono green, and you send this card from your drop area to your warp. Add up to one card from your life to your hand. Play one meta token. Uh, is this the right card? Uh, your opponent chooses up to two cards. No, this is not the right card. There's a card that says your opponent can't draw. It uh, might. Oh, that's draft box. That's slug. draft box, uh, and it also doesn't. It also doesn't affect the leader because it says your opponent cannot draw uh, cards except for leader skills, and he can still draw off on the Lord Slug because it's a leader skill. That's doing it. So uh, yeah, because that was brought up. That was brought up uh, to the attention before. I mean, it'll stop all the other effects that let your opponent draw cards. Like the uh, the Lord Slug Dark Parasite over here, right? But uh, when it comes to the Lord Slug when he swings, your opponent's still getting that draw. That's fair, but I mean, it prevents a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I think it's still a good a good engine to run. I think Slug is going to be very strong next set because it's green, especially. It's yeah. If you're green, you're just in a good spot. I mean, I can definitely see. I I nowhere in this podcast though that I did say that Lord Slug is bad. No, the Lord Slug that the chain that it has. Is insane. Board wipe, unison wipe. Um, you've got uh, combo killing. You've got a lot of good cards, and you've got a lot of good. Uh, and it's because it's like the freezer chain. You're able to restart the chain uh, whenever the six drops came. That alone, right there, is just super powerful. And I, I actually like this chain a lot. Uh, I just don't want the the give me your opponent hand advantage, but it might it's, it might not stop me from trying out the Lord Slug uh, deck out. Actually, uh, I think he's going to be really good. Um, I definitely think he's going to be a good contender. Did you read this five drop slug? The oh the the, the monstrous muscle here. I'll read him to you. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Uh, deflect double strike. By the way, majority of the, the Lord slugs have deflect. Shout out to whoever did that. You did a good job. Uh, whenever this card is played, choose all of your opponent's battle cards and KO them. Then choose one of your opponent's unison cards and remove two markers from them. Uh, when your opponent activates a counterattack skill, your opponent chooses six cards in their hand and then discards the rest. Then you and your opponent draw one card. So if they got like a fat hand. They can just basically you kind of like you basically kind of like pseudo sell them. Right. Hey, uh, you have fifteen cards in hand. Yeah, drop to six. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a really good card. I kind of wish you could just like cheat him out. But um, he's really good nonetheless. Well, I, you can because you have cards that reduce Slug's army by one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just forget about that. So you just play him for the four specified green. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn four is probably where you want this anyway. Because it's like right at the end. I mean, on turn four, I kind of, I kind of want to get the the six drop out, deadly defender, and all the other kind of good stuff. I really wish it was uh, when your opponent activates a counter skill, they must discard six cards yeah. <laughs> to activate. I mean, it's also that'd be super busted, but it's a good way to secure like pseudo secure a uh, swing for game because they're either gonna they're either gonna swing for game or they're gonna um, uh, do this. That's true. Um, I just really, this is good, but this is also bad. If your opponent uh, has like one card in hand and it's in a gate, then a gate, and then just draw a free card. Unless you have the slug. That... Unless you have the other slug. But he's, he's yellow, though. You have to be playing, you'd have to be playing a mix. I, I want to pull up the, the draft box. I think you can get him without mixing. No, because you, you, you can free play him off of a, a one drop yellow slug, I believe. Yeah. Which does suck. I don't know why they didn't make this. You one. can uh, use the Agents of Destruction slug to free play the yellow slug from your drop. Is that way? Is he green? Is yes. that slug? Okay, then. there you go. Then. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of work to do, but still. Uh, let's say you run the green yellow Android 20 super combo. Jero. Is he a Dr. Jero? Not an Android 20. I think he's. I think he. It, his. 
the the super combo just says uh, Doctor Jerome's uh, Android something. But I mean, you super combo, you pitch the yellow uh, slug, and you can do that turn one because you don't have to have a four life or anything. And then you can play the two drop once you have wings out in play slug from uh, AOD to pull out the one drop yellow slug from your drop and then chain 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 so I think you could still run this mono green but you're splashing green yellow mm-hmm. I don't know how consistent this is going to be but you are it looks like drawing quite a bit um, so I mean we'll, I'll, we'll on top of your opponent drawing you're still drawing as well so I mean your opponent draws you draw two cards your opponent draws two cards uh, you and your opponent will like if your opponent's drawing a card you're drawing a card anymore. So you, you both are kind of just plussing in the sense. So it, it I, I, I want to see the deck play though, but there there is a lot of uh, the thing I like about this deck as well is that all, all the cards are pretty big. They you got thirty Ks, twenty five Ks, twenty Ks, and stuff like that. Like you're hitting pretty hard. So the one thing I do notice they all have minus the uh, these I guess dark slugs have deflect. None of them have barrier. Yeah. So you're still getting eat by freezer. Yes, so freezes will, will eat you alive, and any kind of neg power will eat you alive. Uh, but the slug support looks really good. Um, what else is green? Turles. And some I'm sorry. freezes stuff. What a, the, the, best green, so the best green deck right here. Why does his leader card have like a book? <laughs> you have to read a book <laughs> to read the... Because you got to be good to play Turles. <laughs> There's a condition. All right, so... Look, for all of you who don't know about uh, our Lord and Savior Turles, the best green leader to exist right now, um, if a tur- uh, if a Turles Crusher Corpse card in your battle area will be placed in its owner's shop area by one of your skills, it is sent to its owner's warp instead. Uh, Otto, when this when you place this card in your leader area, place up to one the Tree of Might from your deck into your opponent's battle area. Uh, when this card attacks, look up to one card from your life from your life to your hand. Look at the top five cards from your deck. Add up to one Turles' Crusher Core card from among them to your hand, then shuffle your deck. Awaken. Uh, when your life is at four or less, and this is where we get into some of the new mechanics that we're getting here, or your opponent has three or more life face up, you may draw one card, switch up to one of your energies to active mode, and flip this card over. And then when Turles is awakened, um, he has the same permanent effect as his uh, front side, uh, if a Crusher Core card would be placed in the battle area or drop area by its skills, you place it in the warp. Uh, but uh, this is what I like about it the most. Permanent. When this card deals damage to your opponent, you choose your opponent's card that they lose from life. So if you're critting them or if you're hitting them for double strike, you are choosing what your opponent takes from their life. So let's say um, you swing with Turles, right? And you use the draft box uh, 5. Crit Frieza, which I've explained to everybody. Uh, shout out to the Facebook group, uh, Tree of Might, my homies out there. I've explained it to everybody. If you freeze a crit with this Turles and they've got a face up secret, that secret going to the drop really quickly. I'm going to let you know that <laughs> right now. So, this is really cool. Let's mention this is specifically only on the awakened side of Turles. Yeah, it's only on the awakened side. So, so don't, don't, try to, don't try to ball slow the wall on the front side and <laughs> you realize you can't do that. But, um, uh, also, last thing, uh, when this card attack draws one card, really powerful. Don't see that on a lot of. <laughs> but no, no, it's, super mind blowing. It's got activate main. Choose one card in your hand. Place it at the bottom of your deck. Add one fruit of the tree of might from your drop area to your hand. Uh, the tree of might. Uh, we'll go into that one a little bit. Uh, we're gonna go into the tree next. 
because the tree comes out immediately as soon as Turles hits the battlefield. So, <laughs> um, first thing first, this isn't a field spell, so stop trying to get it eroded, because unless you can tell me the ruling for it, you're, it's not getting eroded. Uh, while this card's in the battle area, this card can't be draw, uh, can't be placed in drop areas by your skills, by your skills. So it's talking about your opponent because it's on your opponent's side of the field. Uh, reduce the combo cost of all Turles Crusher Corpse cards in your opponent's hand in battle area by one. So that means all the combo costs that you're uh, that you have for your cards are now being reduced by one. Um, if all of your opponent's energy is mono green, if this card is in your battle area at the start of your main phase, choose one card in your life and flip it face up. If you do, your opponent adds up to one fruit of the tree of might from their deck to their hand, then shuffles their deck if they look through it, um, which is really good. This isn't an auto you can miss, by the way. You have to do this auto. So there's not going to be like, oh, I'm just not going to flip over a card for my life. You have to do it. No, this is a mandatory auto. Uh, and then it's going to activate main. If your leader card is a uh, Turtles Crusher core card, Place this card in your opponent's battle area in your a in active mode. So that means if you, because um, everybody was trying to figure out a way to remove this card, um, because this card does occupy the battle area. If you five drop, uh, if you uh, play Zeno and minus five, and you shuffle back in. Let's say I draw onto it, I can tap three, put it, play it, and then activate its main and give it back to my opponent. So that's what the Tree of Might does. It's uh, a very unique card because it's not a field spell. Um, acts like a field spell and goes to your opponent's board. <coughs> this goes immediately as soon as you play the leader card, right? Yeah. It's like the... Um... Like the field spells for all the other leaders that yeah. mandatorily make you play it. Okay, so I looked up a few things while you were talking. It's not considered a battle card. Nope, it's not considered a battle card. It's not considered... It's an extra card. Right. It's not considered a field card. It just is a permanently it. stuck extra yeah. card. So you can't successor it. You cannot ch uh, chain attack Zeno it. Nothing. No. Zeno. Sorry, not Zeno. Uh, so there's really no way for your opponent who has this in their battle area to remove it, to my knowledge. Unless they have five drops. Unless they uh, minus five the Zeno. Right. Because that, that, the, the, the Zeno specifies uh, shuffle back all cards from the battle areas back to their owner's deck. So this isn't being placed in the drop area. This is being placed back into your deck. Right, so that's the only way that we've seen. Because I don't even think you can Broly, the one that could take unisons and put them in the drop because it specifies your opponent's area, yeah. not yours. So hopefully your opponent's not running Blue Zeno and if, if, or Zeno, and if they are, I'm sure there's ways for you to make sure they don't get to minus Oh, five. there is, and we'll go over that one right now with the Fruit of the Tree of Might. My, my favorite card to exist other than the right right there. There we go, that's a good card. If your leader card is a Turles Crusher Core card, all of your and all of your energy is mono green, you flip one face up card in your opponent's life face down, choose up to one of your leader cards or battle cards, and it gets twenty K power for the duration of battle. If the cho the, the chosen card's character name includes Turles, it also gains double strike. So this is a really good way to manage your your opponent's unisons really quickly. So this uh, a lot of the, uh, a lot of your cards that start your combos are Turles. So you're giving your uh, any Turles card that you have that you can play is automatically getting twenty k. So you got and it includes your leader too. This is disgusting. So let's start with the one drop Turles. Oh, the one drop's really good. One drop has unique, which it should because otherwise it'd be broken. Uh, when this card is played, flip up to one of your opponent's uh, one card in your opponent's life face up. So you flip it face up right there. Uh, if your leader is a Turles Crusher card, 
Uh, when this card attacks, look up the top five cards of your deck, combo with up to five of them, and then shuffle your deck. Now, uh, if you guys are wondering what this combo theming is, uh, Turl a lot of people, uh, we had a lot of discussion about Turles. Turles is a mixture of Vegex and Ginyu, uh, the, the green Ginyu. Uh, there's a lot of swarming and there's a lot of free playing with this deck. So you're getting the best of both worlds right here. Uh, so that's what he does. He helps you get a lot of your Turles Crusher Core cards out by comboing with them. It is a really good one drop. So let's talk take this and break this down. So when this card attacks, look at top five cards and combo with up to five Crusher Corpse cards, then shuffle your deck. So any cards that you comboed with go straight to the drop after combo. Let's not get anybody confused by saying... Mm -hmm. uh, some, oh, some of them, they don't go to drop. Uh, the ones that uh, you can replace them, uh, going to the drop, back to the battle area. When you combo with uh, the specific ones like Raisin, Lakamesh, uh, Almond, and uh, the other guys. Right, those guys, yes, but... And not the super combo, though. In general... Yeah. You would not be able... Because this was something that happened with uh, Demigra's Seasoning Arrow card. Oh, yeah, I remember the Seasoning Arrow, yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah. hey, if I combo with it, does it still go to my warp or does it go to my drop? And it would go to the drop. Yeah. But, um, no, no, yeah, so that that's what happens with uh, uh, the certain cards from uh, the Turles. And we'll, we'll get to those in a little bit. We'll go over all the Turles cards first. <laughs> so we've got the Turles 3-drop, uh, which is uh, what starts your um, uh, Dark Parasite chain. Because this is also one of those decks where you get the uh, the parasitic ball chain. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got deflect. Shoutout to whoever made that card. Deflect is a really good keyword. Uh, choose one card in your hand. Place it at the bottom of your deck. When this card is played, draw two cards. So you're already uh, uh, refreshing. So what you can do is if you have uh, if you have like too many uh, fruits in your hand, you can actually put a fruit at the bottom of your deck and then draw two cards. So you go from one fruit to two cards. Mm -hmm. uh, and when this card uh, and this card also gets 5k power until the end of your opponent's next turn so it goes from a 15k to a 20k until the end of your opponent's turn uh, and then um, you can flip up one of your opponent's life face up and then it's going to activate main for one green this is, the, this is like a lot of the good combo stuff I was talking about if you have two or more Turles Crusher Corpse cards in your combo area play this card from your hand God. so it's there's so much there's so much good stuff so you go one drop, and turn two, let's say, you're just like, oh, I'm going to combo, oh, okay, I play this from my hand for free, and then I'm going to filter my hand some more. Exactly. Did I have any green up here? I think all the greens down there. Okay. Uh, it's, here's the four drop. Oh, this is the, oh, this one's so good. Uh, it's got unique, deflect, and critical, which makes it really good. <laughs> uh, if you have three or more Turles Crusher Core cards in your battle area, and you have three or more energy... Reduce this cost of this card in your hand by two. So it goes from a four drop to a two drop. During your turn, all Turles Crusher Core cards in your battle area get 1k power. When this card attacks, choose up to one of your opponent's battle cards and KOs it. So you've got, uh, so you've, you've got uh, a 25k because it's getting 10k critical. And then you give it some fruit, and now you've got a 45k critical double strike. Coming pretty, at you. Pretty disgusting. Any KO is a card. Mm -hmm. Any KO is a card. So does this work with the same uh, Dark Star Ball? Is it the four star? I believe it's a three or a four. Yeah, yeah. Four star. Yeah, so you can you can do it on the uh, on this turtles on the four jump turtles, but I like to do it on the three jump turtles because he he's, he's already done his effect once he once he once his auto resolves. 
Okay, I mean, this is basically the same thing. If your opponent has two or more energy, choose one of your mono green turtles cards with three or four at cost. Place it under it and choose up to one green turtles Xeno uh, with energy cost four in your deck. Play it on top in active mode, then shuffle your deck. So and here's then, the four drop. And then you have Turles, the Dark Parasite. Uh, when this card activates, it's, it's got blocker. When this card activates, it's blocker skill. Uh, or is removed from your opponent's, uh, removed from your battle area by an opponent's skill. You, your opponent may choose one card in their hand and discard it. If they don't, draw one card and flip up to one of your opponent's life face up. So you're either getting a card out of their hand, you're getting a card, and you're getting life knowledge. So do they flip the life regardless? Uh, no. So that's part of the, uh, that's part of the if draw. they don't. Yeah. Okay. So it's either they discard a card, or you draw a card and you flip a card in their life. The comma f makes me... The com oh, we'll, we'll ask Marco about it later. That's what I that's what my uh, interpreting of it is. Uh, and then you've got the six drop, so you place the ball underneath the four drop right here. Or no, no, sorry. You have the six drop, and the six drop Zeta evolves onto the four drop. When a card evolves into this card, switch this card to active mode. Then your opponent uh, chooses one card in their hand and sends it to the warp. Flip up to two of your opponent's life face up. And then auto once per turn. When this card attacks, combo with up to one green battle card from your drop area with its skills negated for the turn. So this card's got a lot of potential. It's already at 25k power. Critical and double strike. I was gonna say, I wonder if they have a super combo that doesn't have skills for the power. Boop. Boop, yeah. Here it is. I, uh, I called it on the page. Um, I think one of our discussion posts. Uh, um, what was it? I was like, we're missing three. We're missing three of the Crusher core cards: the Raisin Brothers, uh, the Robot, whose name I can never remember, um, and then we're missing uh, Kill Driver. I was like, Kill Driver is gonna be a card. I was like, it's probably gonna be a counterplay, but it's an activate battle, I think. Or an activate main. I can't remember exactly, but I remember that Kill Driver is one of the cards. I think it's uh, right there. Yeah, Kill Driver, activate battle. If your leader card is a turtle, uh, turtle Crusher core card, flip up to one of your opponent, uh, one card in your opponent's life, face up, choose up to one of your leader cards or battle cards, and he gets 10k power for the battle. Then choose one, draw one card. If it's your turn, choose up to one of your opponent's battle cards with an energy cost greater than their current energy and KO it. Pretty solid. So it's really good against. So really good against. Um, anything that ramps. Yeah, anything that ramps. Because if you're talking swap, Broly swap, KO. If you're talking Gogeta, KO. Um, Any kind of. Like, oh, okay, Gogeta can't be KO'd, sorry. Any kind of uh, overrun is trying to go for game. Right. It's pretty sick. Uh, reminds me of the Revenge Death Ball from, from Red Baby, where oh, yeah. it's like minus 15k something. Uh, still very underrated card, but barrier is a thing. So, same thing here. You can't ignore barrier, but uh, that would be busted if it could. Then you can still draw one card. You still get to draw. So, it's basically a super combo for one, but you have extra effects. Yeah. And then um, and then we get to the uh, the free play boys, the ones that we were talking about. Uh, right. All this is slug support. So. All this little sluggy slug. Make sure something real quick. We're good. Okay, you want to start with this guy? Yeah, we'll start with uh, Lakasi, the uh, the Raisin Brother, uh, Invader of Earth. Uh, if your leader card is a turtle, it's got unique. They all all the combo. Uh, I think majority of the turtles cards have unique. I think they all have unique. Um, if your leader card is a Charles Crusher Court card, and this card was used in a combo from your deck or hand, when this card will be placed in the center drop area from a combo area. You may play it in rest mode instead. So this is what I was talking about with the Turles Crusher Core um, minion cards, is what I'll call them, because they're not Turles themselves. 
Um, they all play themselves from the combo area. Uh, as soon as the as soon as the battle is done. Um, if your leader card is a Turtles Crusher, uh, so the second auto is if your leader card is a Turtles Crusher core card. When this card is played, play up to one green raisin card with an energy cost of two from your deck. Then shuffle your deck, draw one. Draw one card and choose one card in your hand and discard it. Beerus. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, one of the guys uh, who uh, really does a lot like with deck building and stuff like that, um, he plays two Beerus, which is actually a really good idea. I might, uh, I might dig out my old Beeruses. So... I'm going to do a little advanced question here. Is Celzino going to be the secret rare of choice here? Mm. Are we going with the... Uh, we the, actually, the there's actually one? a discussion. People play Bardock over that. Just because of the fact that you want to protect yourself, and you've got the 4-drop, the 6-drop, and the 1-drop, and your leader, pushing in so much power because of the Fruit of the Tree of Might. Right. But it's like, you can just, as quickly as what, turn 2 or 3, pull out the Celzino, go quad strike for a game... I don't know. Uh, different trains of thought. You can if you want to, but I'd rather um, I'd rather just um, go for. Um, I, I'm honestly just gonna run the Janimbu in this day because of the fact that you're you're ending the game a lot of the time with your uh, with your uh, Turles. cards with your Turles battle cards. I mean, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll continue. So this is a really good card. It's free play off the bat if you hit it off your one drop Turles. You get to add a card to your drop or to your field. From the deck, draw a card and then potentially play another card on pitch, depending on what you pitch. Yeah. But there's other cards that you can play into your drop area, which you can play from like uh, Ribrian. Mm -hmm. So you can get a lot of value here. Uh, we'll go into the two drop raisin. So unique, uh, I think you said it here. All the Crusher Corps are going to be unique blocker. Uh, so when you play this, it'll be played in active mode, since it doesn't specify to be played in rest mode. Auto, if your leader card is Turles, uh, and this card was used in a combo uh, from your deck or hand, when this card would be placed in its owner's drop, you may play it instead. So this one doesn't get played in rest mode regardless, which is cool. Um, the only thing is unique, so you can't spam these out. Uh, if your leader card is Turles, the second auto here, uh, when this card is played, play up to one green lack of... So basically... They it's, play themselves, but I would rather play the Lockacy over the Raisin. I agree. Because the Lockacy lets you draw a card. I agree with that one. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Amund, Invader of Earth. Also unique. Uh, auto, if your leader card is Turles, uh, and this card is used in combo from Decker Hand, when this card will be placed in this drop, uh, you can play it in rest mode instead, and then activate main. For one green, send this card to its owner's warp, then choose one of your opponent's battle cards with energy cost of five or more and KO it. You can't play copies of this card for the turn. So balanced. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, you don't. You, you can't just like consistently wipe them board. That'd be pretty gross. That would be pretty gross. Uh, Days, Invader of Earth. Uh, again, unique. Same auto. Uh, you played in rest mode from comboing from the from your deck or hand. And second auto. When this card is played, look up to the top three cards from the top of your deck. Add up to one Turles Crusher Corpse card among them to your hand. Then shuffle your deck. What's your target for uh, what is it? for days? It's, it's if either I'm missing something or I'm adding one of the turlesses to my hand. Now, are the uh, parasite turlesses still? No, crusher corpse. This one does have crusher corpse. So yeah, so you could even find your missing pieces for uh, for that. If you're missing, like if you're missing the one drop, or you're missing the four drop, uh, or you're missing the three drop, basically. 
Uh, if you're missing one of the, the, the targets for the balls, you can search for it. Uh, if you're missing um, uh, one of your combo cards, you can uh, go in for it. Or sometimes you can go in for a Raisin or Lakashi. So you can um, uh, you can block with the Raisin, combo the Lakashi, and then you can uh, combo with the... Um, actually, yeah, and then you can uh, search out another Raisin. Go over the Lakashi machine real quick. Yeah, so um, so basically what you do is you yeah, you combo the lock machine from field, and then if you have another lock machine in your hand, or another raisin in your hand, you combo with it from there. And then you can free play the lock machine or raisin to get another block out, so you can chain blocks. That's really awesome. I like it. Yeah, the deck, the deck is really, really powerful. And I do agree with the statement that the deck is a mixture of both... Um, uh, Vegex and Ginyu because they do a lot of searching for themselves and they do a lot of effects when they on play on play and they've got a lot of free plays that, that do a lot of utility as well. So the card doesn't actually ever hit the drop it says. No. It doesn't ever hit the drop unless they're being comboed from the field. So would comboing cards go into the drop before a KO'd card hits the drop? Because if it does... At the same time. Well, I'd like to know if there is a difference, because if so, this could change how we play the Lacassi. Uh I think we're not going to have enough time to go over all the cards. Well, we have to go over the best ones, which is Charles. Which, which we did. <laughs> uh, I think we should just we just go over the ones. We went over the ones that uh, people were really excited about, which is uh, uh, Charles and Lord Slug. Those are some really good ones. But I think we should end it on the one that everybody likes the most. Which actually, uh, I really didn't see coming, which is PyCon. So PyCon, we'll go over the PyCon stuff and we'll, we'll call it a day and we'll do our shout outs. But uh, I'll read the leader, PyKuhan. I'm sure that's... Uh, the correct way to say it. Sure. PyCon is the American adaptation, but you know, we're American, so PyKuhan. Uh, auto. When this card attacks, look at up to top, uh, up to two cards from the top of your deck. Add up to one mono blue card among them to your hand. Then place the remaining cards on top of your deck in any order. Uh, choose up to one of your Paikuhan cards with an energy cost of three or less, and return it to its owner's hand. Uh, pretty good. So if you have a card that you've swung with, and you want to be able to protect it or something combo with it you can just return it to your hand and get its auto again and again and again so really cool uh awakening when you your life is at four or less you may draw one card switch up to one of your energies to active mode and flip this card over uh awaken side auto when this card attacks look it up to two cards from the top of your deck add up to one mono blue card among them to your hand then place the remaining cards on top of your deck in any order choose up to one paikuhan energy cost of three or less and add up to one of your opponent's battle cards with an energy cost or less and return them to their owner's hands. So really cool here because now you can bounce your opponent's cards as well as your own uh, to prevent them from having some board control, a blocker, or whatever. Uh, and his auto would resolve before blockers could be... What is it? Like? When this card attacks? Yeah, because it goes and gets on his blocks. Right, so you can prevent a blocker from uh, being able to stop you on your game-ending kill, kill turn. Uh, activate main once per turn look at up to three cards from the top of your deck and put them back in any order so obviously you activate main then you swing auto uh to pull what you need so it's kind of reminds me of invoker with the uh arena card uh but then you get to pull two of the three cards and choose one and then the rest go back 
uh, in your in your deck. So you, you get to you don't even have to shuffle. You just keep it um, for when you next draw. Uh, so really, really strong leader in my opinion. I think uh, going with this mono color theme block still makes it still very relevant. Um, we'll go into some of the Paikuhan actual cards. Now, obviously, this is uh, PyCon from the Janemba movie series, not PyCon from the uh, Other World Tournament. I yeah, guess. the kid, the the kid who Other World Tournament are. Right. So these are, the, uh, these are some of the Janemba cards. Right. So they have Janembas for another Janemba leader, but I think is One the the ones that we want to go over are the. Uh, Actual, the Gita cards, the yeah. extra card, and then the ones down below. Well, this Unison is, I believe, for the PyCon leader. Uh, I feel like this was more for the Janemba, but I, I think I think you can run it either or. Because it's, it's really good in both. But um, We'll, we'll stri stick strictly with the PyCon stuff. Yeah, Here's the one drop. Uh, you want to read that one? Yeah, yeah. If your leader card is blue, uh, a blue PyCon uh, leader, uh, when this card is played, draw one card, add up to one card from your life to your hand, then choose one card in your hand, and place it on the top of your deck. Uh, burst, if worst one, if your leader card is a blue Paikuhan card, when this card is removed from the battle area by a skill, if your if the card you place in the drop area with the skill was a blue Sun Goku or Vegeta card with an energy cost of one, you may play it with its skills negated for the turn. So, are we doing the first auto first to set up your burst one? Um, yes. You do the because uh, you decide how your autos resolve. Right. So, I mean, you could do this either way, it looks like, especially with the Awakened side where you're looking at top three and then looking at top two, and then you play this and you get that third card out. Um, well, look at the second auto. It only goes off if it's removed. Right, where you're bursting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, uh, if it's removed. Oh, if it's just kidding. Battery, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was, like, super confused. I was like, we got the first one first. No, no, no. Just my bad. Because yeah. I can't um, read. This card actually sets up for the Gogeta chain. It does. Uh, because you have your Gokus and Vegetas that will go into the fusion. Yeah. Um, so that's the one drop. Here's the three drop Paikuhan. Um, if your leader is blue Paikuhan card and you don't have a Gogeta card in play, when one of your cards is returned to your hand from your battle area, place, or play this card from your hand. You can't play copies of this card for the turn. So, could you bounce this card to your hand and then play it again? If your card is blue and you don't have a Gogeta, when one of your battle cards is returned from your hand, your hand to your battle area, play this card from your hand, you can't play copies. This card is removed from your, uh, well, uh, what is it? Let's say you didn't play it that turn, right? Like you had it from the time before and you haven't bounced it? Yeah. I don't see why you couldn't. You, yeah, because it doesn't specify except for the, the same Python. What are you bouncing it with? The, uh, the leader effect. The leader effect, yeah. So, yeah. so if you bounce it with the leader, you can do this one, yeah. So you swing with it. Well, I guess you would... Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, it works. Uh, auto, if you have three or more energy when this card is removed from your battle area by an opponent's skill or a KO'd, act, uh, activate this skill. At the start of your next main phase, you may pay two blue. If you do, choose up to one blue Gogeta card in your hand with an energy cost of five and play it. That makes me want to look at the Gogeta with five costs. Uh, Which is where we're going into next, is that's the, uh, that's the start of the new Gogeta chain, uh, right there. Oh, right next to it. You can read that one. Uh, I, was just, I was just moving to my back straight up. Um, uh, this guy's got unique barrier dual attack, so it's good that he's got barrier. Uh, activate main pay th uh, for three blue. If your leader card is a blue Paikuhan card, and you place one uh, blue Sun Goku card and one blue Vegeta card with an energy cost of one from your deck in the drop area and shuffle your deck, you can play this card from your hand, which is really, 
really fantastic, actually, because of the fact that you don't have to see your fusion materials in your hand anymore. That so, was, that's actually what makes this Gogeta really strong. Uh, and he's had an activate made once per turn, burst one, pay one blue to burst one. If your leader card is a blue Paikuhan card and you have four or more energy, if this card is placed in your drop area with this skill, uh, uh, if with this skill was a blue Gogeta card with an energy cost of eight, play the cup of this card. So you've had a lot of uh, top deck manipulation in this deck. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know David um, from our team. Uh, he says he doesn't like to play burst, which I, which is an understandable thing. He doesn't like to play burst leaders because you don't get to control what you burst. But you can here. But this deck is actually shaping out to be one of the first decks we might be able to control. You can you control all of your bursts because it's not like Vegex where it's burst five or you know you're bursting like uh, four and three. Here you're bursting like ones and like I think maybe just one is the most. Uh, yeah, I think the whole Pai Kuhan support engine is is. It's all controlled if you're doing the right uh, sequencing. Yeah. So you're never going to not know what you're doing unless your uh, opponent activates one of those cards where it's like activate battle, shuffle a card back in from your drop to your deck, which might see a lot of play yeah. if this becomes uh, meta. Because you've got the, uh, the universe one card, negate the attack, look at your opponent's top three cards, and then rearrange them, which is super funny. That was draft box five, right? yeah. With uh, Universal Force, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we need to go into uh, our big boy. Yeah, let's go big boy Gogeta, and then we'll find the other uh, Paiku Hunt support. Uh, if your leader card is mono... Okay, so this is a double strike, double attack. Uh, this is actually a, a big um, a complaint in the community. It's somewhat that I, something that I can somewhat foresee, uh, that he has no protection. He doesn't have barrier or deflect. But he's I really think, easy to pull out. I think he should have. I think he still should have had at least one, where he's not like as strong as Gogeta Seven, where he had both. But he should have at least one. I believe he shouldn't have both. He should have one. Either barrier or deflect. Either he's getting killed by Frieza and you're getting the effect off, or he's going back to your hand and uh, by trunks. But you're getting this out a lot earlier. You are getting this out a lot earlier than Gogeta Seven. I will give you that. Uh, so his Ace Evolve is two. Uh, blue Gogeta with energy cost of 5 uh, auto once per turn if your leader card is mono blue when this card is played or your opponent activates a battle card skill choose up to two of your opponent's battle cards and return them to your hand uh, return them to their owner's hands so you're basically just put. you can push back two blockers uh, you can push back uh, some of their value cards uh, stuff like that uh, if you're playing against Vegex uh, you can push back their Vegetas and suit uh and other cards and the other cards that they just don't want to go get rid of. Um, so when they activate a skill like blocker. Yeah. Activate swap. See you later. <laughs> I don't think that is going to be a nightmare. Uh, if your leader card is mono blue and you have six or fewer cards in your hand, at the end of your turn, opponent's turn, they choose three cards in their hand, place them at the bottom of the deck in any order. Choose, uh, choose the rest. Uh, choose three cards in their hand and then place the rest at the bottom of the deck in any order. So this is um, cell chain, Gogeta chain, all over. Yeah, but the only stipulus is that you have to have less than six cards in your hand, which can be kind of a struggle if you're because uh, normally it. The, I don't. The reason I don't want to play this deck is because I like to have a lot of cards in my hand. So seeing this kind of just kind of tears me off. But that doesn't that doesn't stay from the fact of how powerful this Gogeta is and how powerful this chain is. So. I can definitely see why people want to play this guy. I think he's extremely good. Yeah. I think the Paikuhan here is definitely 
something that they did a good job with the for like the fan um, the fan inclusion of the leader because that leader is that he does a lot and he does a lot really well. So this uh, specifically is locked to a mono blue leader, not Paiku Han, but it works really well in the Paiku Han deck. I can see this getting play in other blue decks, but a lot of the blue decks draw a lot. You so. can play this uh, in the Ogichi Gogeta because you can just evolve them on the OG5 drop. Correct. Uh, so I did see another couple of Haiku uh, Han cards I wanted to look at. There was one that was down here for whatever reason. Yeah. This is the same card, isn't it? No, it's a different one. Oh, they, have, they have like similar effects, though. Uh, when this card is played, the top two cards from your uh, deck, add up to one mono blue card from among them to your hand. And place their main cards at the top or bottom of your deck. You can't activate copies of this card for the turn. This one's different because it um, it lets it lets you filter your top two by you adding one, and then you putting one at the bottom. It is different. Top. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> auto burst one if your other card is blue Paikuhan. Uh, when this card is removed, uh, if the top card was a Goku or Vegeta card with an energy cost one, you may play it with. Other than that, that affects the same one. Exact same. And then there was this like. Uh, oh, this one. Yeah, so this is their extra card. I actually like this one. It's actually pretty good. If your leader card is a blue Paikuhan card, draw two cards. Choose one card in your hand, place it at the top of your deck, then switch up to one of your mono blue energy cards to active load. You can't activate copies of this. Uh, you can activate the activate main skills on copy of this card for the turn. Uh, activate main, it's the second activate main, so that's why it still specifies that. Um, it's second activate main is if your leader is a blue Paikuhan card, and you choose one of your blue unison cards with rejuvenate skill. Then send this card from your drop area to your warp. Place the top card of your deck under the chosen unison, and you cannot activate the active main skills that copy this card for the turn. So you have to choose one. Yeah, you have to choose one. Mm -hmm. So mm, basically one per turn. Yeah, I'm just choose the top one because the top one's really good. Um, and then here's the unison that has rejuvenate. It frees it and sell a match made in hell. It rhymes. It does rhyme. It's got rejuvenate four. So that means you have to remove. Or it's got reju yeah, rejuvenate. Uh, remove four markers from this card. Then place one card uh, from underneath this card under uh, at the bottom of the deck. Pay the skill cost. Place the top card of your deck in your life. Uh, when a card, uh, it's auto once per turn. When a card in a battle area is returned to its owner's hand by a skill, uh, draw one card. Then choose up to one card in your hand. Place it at the top or bottom of your deck. Again, more filtering. And then it's got its plus one activate main. Choose one. Up to one blue card in your hand with an energy cost of one and play it. So you can play all your Pikeuhans that are one for free. This is really strong. It's Yeah, this card is... Um, I actually like this one because it actually does fit really well with the Pikeuhans. Yeah, I guess you're right. It does fit really good with the Pikeuhans for the one drops. I think that's all the Pikeuhan theme besides the Goku Vegeta pieces, which I, we can read them if we want to. Um, I'll just go over them really quickly. This can't be played, but... Uh, from any area except for by skills, so you have to play them from the Paikuhan effects. If your card is blue, Paikuhan, and you discard this card, look at the top three cards from your deck, up to one mono blue, Sand or West Galaxy Warrior card with an energy cost of five or less among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards on top of the deck in any order, and place this card on top of your deck from your drop area. You can activate the skills, or activate main skills and copy this card for the turn. So this basically replaces itself and puts itself on the top of the deck. So you can play this with Paikuhan or the Unison because the plus one skill is a skill still. Uh, so that's Goku, uh, heavy hitter, and here's Vegeta, Sentinel from Hell, uh, blocker, permanent. This card can't be played from any area except by skills. Activate main. If your leader card is a blue Paikuhan card and you discard a card, or this card, look at up to three cards from the top of your deck, add up to one mono blue Saiyan or West Galaxy Warrior card with an energy cost of five or less uh, from your 
uh, or less among them to your hand, place the remaining cards on top of your deck in any order, then place this card on top of your deck from your drop area. You can't activate this, activate main skill on copies of this card for the turn. So you can't just continuously uh, churn out Vegeta's and Goku's, which is smart. I think yeah. they, they definitely did well with that. Vegeta's are also still 10k, so they can they can, they can push early in aggression. Correct. That but that's all, the, that's all the stuff that I think a lot of people are clamoring about. Uh, we can go into the, uh, the, the we can go to Frieza, uh, Shenron, and then the uh, the red and black leaders next time because the red and black leaders didn't get their support, and I forgot Lee Sin Janemba, but uh, we can go over those next time just because of the fact that um, uh, we wanted to get we wanted to talk about the leaders that people are really excited about. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about Slug because he's you know he's been he's been wanting a reboot for a while, uh, but he didn't get one, but he got another leader card which is good. Um, kind of the opposite of how the OG slug work because it's, yeah. it's not necessarily hand destruction it's more like, it's like hand, hand construction yeah, like hand regulation <laughs> but uh, I do want to talk about one uh, about two more things before we go sure uh, we're going to talk about because uh, re- we, we've already seen Reboot Bergamo Reboot Bergamo is very good but let's talk about Reboot Announcer uh, Reboot uh, actually a leader that actually people have been really really wanting for a while just because of the fact that um Reboot announcer, uh, announcer was a very popular deck uh, back in uh, World Tournament, and uh, he's got a lot of good effects. Um, so we've got uh, what is it? Announcer, and then we've got his Alia. Uh, so you can't include non-World Tournament battle cards or multicolor cards in your deck. So what that doesn't stop you from doing is you can still play unison cards and you can still play extra cards, but you can't play. Um, can't play multicolor extra yeah, cards. You can't play multicolor extra cards, and you can't play multicolor unison cards. I don't think there's any of that, right? Not yet. And I you can't play any multicolor battle cards, uh, which there's none for World Tournament anyway, but like you can't frost deadly poison. Yeah, you can't do that. You, uh, can't, you can't do any energy exhaust, dual color. None, none of that stuff, but uh, he, still got, he still maintains his two same permanents. Uh, treat all World Tournament cards in all areas as if they had not specified cost. Ignore any World Leader cards. Uh, any ignore any leader card color requirements on the world tournament card skills. With this card attack, draws one card. When your life is at four or less, you may switch up to two of your energy to active mode and flip this card over. And then we've got announcer, the pro commentator returns. Uh, treat world tournament cards in all areas uh, as the same as the uh, backside. When this card attacks, draws one card. <coughs> uh, and then we have his new activate main. Once per turn, pay one energy. Choose one world tournament card in your battle area. Choose up to one battle card in your hand with card name in that card's chosen tech skill and play it. Jesus Christ. So was a prophet. That's that's amazing. He's really good. So let's say you've got the um uh what was it, the uh, the rival clash of Vegeta and uh you've got the Goku in hand. You pay one, play the Goku, and then now you've got both on the field. Or let's say you've got um uh Videl and then or not Videl, um Pan and then you want to get the Hercule out. You pay one, uh, get the Hercule out, and bam, you're drawing cards now. That's ridiculous. I do agree with some people. I think they should, he should have kept the uh, draw card as well whenever you play a World Tournament so that you can still maintain a good hand. Because, well, the thing I like about World Tournament Leader is that he was really good at drawing cards. I mean, he's still pretty good at drawing cards, but not as much, but he's much more playable. He's even much more playable. Don't, don't get me wrong about that. And you know what also makes him really fun as well? Is that um, he's an Earthling? Oh, it's not mono red. Never mind. I like. I was gonna say you can play that new red Shenron card, but no, it specifies mono red Earthling. 
Oh, and he's also a world tournament, too. Dang. Ah, crush my dreams. Hopes yes. and dreams, I hear people. No, they, I mean, they, they did it right. Uh, we'll see if this gets play. I think this is more like a fan favorite. I'll play this at local. I don't... There, there's probably going to be a couple people who try to bring this to like a, a regional, but hey, I don't think it'll be competitive enough. If you bring it to a regional, shout out on you. I, I, definitely, <laughs> I definitely missed the world tournament era of playing the card where you could get to seven casually. And then drop the behemoth. And then, yeah, then drop everything. Right. The spaceship I, card. I definitely do like this. Uh, and then the last, last thing I wanted to touch on was the secrets. So, yes. Uh, at the time of this, there's only two secrets that are revealed to us. Uh, Super Pikemon and uh, uh, Shinembu. So I'm going to pull this up on my phone. Uh, the Shinembu is what I have right now. I think I remember what Pikemon does. Uh, he's eight blue. He's a uh, he's eight uh, he's eight mono blue. Um, he's got uh, what is it? He's got ultimate, of course. Uh, double strike and dual attack. Yes. And he also has the ability uh, when he swings, look at your opponent's hand. Um, they bottom deck. Um, you choose yeah, one card you, from their you hand. Choose, you choose one card from their hand, seven, seven drop or less. Yes. Bottom deck it, and then they draw one card. Yes. And then he's got activate battle, pay four blue. If you and your opponent both have four energy, uh, you can play this card. And if this card is played, you send all battle cards, not ignoring barrier, back to your opponent's hand. Correct. And then with Janembu coming out, um, Janembu. Um, which is green. Yeah, which is green. He's got. Um, Double strike, uh, counter counter. Uh, if the attack, uh, if the attack uh, involvement is not a leader card, you can negate the uh, counter attack card, then play the Janembu. and then it, that, that that part's really weird. Uh, also, if your leader card is a Dark Realms Demon card, right? Black, black Demon Realm Race card. Yeah, Black Demon Realm Race card. Uh, you can um, this card can ignore specified costs or turn itself it turn itself black basically. So you can play it in the uh, Dark Demon Realms decks, which makes it really good. Uh, Pike and Con, uh, a lot of discussion uh, between me, uh, uh, me, Jonathan, and Marco about this. Um, still not as good as the Hatch. I think Hatch is probably still the best blue secret to exist. Um, I that just still doesn't make me think that Pike and a bad card. Um, I really wish that Pike and did one of two things: it either ignored barrier, or it got rid of Unisense as well. Another thing to bring up on the uh, Boonemba, it reduces the cost of itself by 7. Oh, yeah. So it becomes yeah, a 3 cost. You're not having to tap 10. Yeah, you <laughs> to, have to tap 10 to activate it. We're <laughs> on set 1, people. You have to tap 10 if you're not green or, <laughs> or dark green or not. Yeah, but, um, yeah, the, the Janembu reduces itself from a 10 drop to a 3 drop for a counter-counter card. Correct. I really think uh, the fact that we're being able to play Secret Rares on turn 3 just shows you how fast this game has become. Because uh, we were on a what, turn five for a while, and then Go Tanks was turn four, and it was like, oh, we're getting quicker. And then the next set, hey, turn three, <laughs> and you your opponent's turn. You don't remember Cell turn one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it used to be, <laughs> but it's crazy. Uh, we're still waiting to see what the final reveal is for the actual black secret rare. My guess is either going to be Omega Shenron, or it's going to be uh, Mechibura. I'm really hoping for a surprise of Farmer Shotgun, but... I uh, know, what was... Who, who, Marco brought it up. Uh, there might be a Supreme Kai of Time. Uh, I think it's going to be the... Uh, her, um, her like, Time Former, I can't remember what it's called, but, like, people, she's referred to in Japan as, like, Supreme Opai of Time at that point because of her massive time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Her massive time. Massive time, but... Um, 
That I actually will put my money on that one. I think it might be. It's either gonna be Mech, uh, like an awakened Mechibora, or it's gonna be Supremo Pie Time. Uh, I'm still gonna go Farmer Shotgun, but we'll see. We'll see if I'm right or wrong here. Uh, I guess we're gonna wrap up the episode here, uh, making sure that we're not gonna have a, a misclick here. Uh, shout outs uh, to the sponsor of the Salt Boys. We're gonna say a shout out for a Lotus Gaming Shop here in the Clear Lake area. They are a massive, massive supporter of our of our team. Uh, they are the new kids on the block when it comes to hosting Dragon Ball tournaments. If you're in the Houston area, please go give us a visit on Thursday nights when we play Dragon Ball around 7, 7.30 p.m. at night. Uh, shout out to the Salt Boys. Shout out to all the Houston players in the community here and anybody who's listening to this show. Shout out to you. I appreciate you all equally. Uh, Ryan, any shout outs for you and your your squad? Definitely want to give a big shout out to... Uh Team Lethal and uh, our uh, our store sponsorship Galaxy Gaming out on Briar Forest. You know uh, they've been at it for a while. I know uh, we've we've been doing the Dragon Ball thing for uh, I, I've been I wanted to do the Dragon Ball thing ever since like you know the coronavirus started letting up and you know stores are letting uh, we we were able to have, have like you know the ten bands and stuff like that to so just slowly get the Dragon Ball community back up and running. And like that. So you know definitely big shout outs to them and um, also we're doing our. Um, what is it? Our store championship, the Nationals one, the one that um, Bandai uh, sends out the kits and everything for, where you can get the uh, winter unisons, uh, the alternate art for extra cards, uh, the reprints for like Defending Father Paragus, TP Broly, and Cassiopeia and stuff like that. We're doing that uh, this upcoming Sunday. So um, if you guys are interested, definitely hit up Galaxy Gaming and let them know that you're interested as well. I would love to see a lot of you come out there. I'll be out there to, you know judge and stuff like that and to participate but I definitely look forward to doing this tournament word uh, just got a text from Marco actually by the way he wanted to give his shout outs to Team Salt Boys as well nobody <laughs> else Oh yeah, oh, Marco I appreciate that oh hang on I'm getting a call from Marco hey what's up man hey he wants to give a big shout out to Team Lethal as well you know he says uh, Team Lethal Team Salt Boys probably <laughs> the best teams out there in Houston he can't think of any other team no not a one close to, was Team Rays oh yeah Team Rays too as well <laughs> You know, he said like the three best teams that they can't think of any other team that would uh, that, that that than Houston right now. So yes, yeah, shout out to those three teams right there. Marco's a great guy. <laughs> I appreciate the love, Marco. Um, that's it for now. It looks like the episode has gone really smooth. So hopefully this will be a clean edit. I will be posting this likely on Monday, uh, which will be tomorrow from here. Uh, thanks again for listening in. Uh, probably be the last episode of the year. So uh, happy holidays to everybody who's listening. Happy. New Year's, have a safe New Year's, a safe Christmas, or whatever holiday you're celebrating. And we will be tuning in for 2021, hopefully. Uh, COVID will be dying sometime soon. So hopefully. take care, guys. Take care.